Welcome back, everybody, to episode 36 of the Wedding Photo Podcast. Uh, Glad to have you guys here once again. Um, If you guys are enjoying this podcast, you guys have been enjoying all the episodes. Uh, If you want to help the podcast out, please stop what you're doing and subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Leave me that five-star rating. Leave uh, me a review down here at the bottom. I think leaving a review and a rating makes the podcast more discoverable for others to find. Uh, if you want to reach out to me, you can reach out to me on Twitter at Del Toro Photo. You can also reach out to me on Instagram at Wedding Photo Podcast. And now you can join the official Facebook group for the Wedding Photo Podcast. All the links are in the show notes, so go down there, check it out, and remember to subscribe, rate, and review. Uh, This podcast is brought to you by IE Photo Rentals. IE Photo Rentals is a rental house located in Pomona, California. They serve all of the Inland Empire, Los Angeles area, and beyond. And they have everything that you need for your next shoot. We are always going to iPhoto rentals whenever we want to try out a new lens. Uh, now that the new um, the new Canon EOS R mirrorless camera is out, I know that they recently got it. So I'm actually looking forward to going to iPhoto rentals and checking it out for myself, seeing what the camera is all about. Um, and, uh, and you can do that too. You can, you can check out lenses. If there's a camera that you've been thinking about purchasing, you can actually go down there, check it out, rent it out. And if you mention this podcast, they will actually give you 10% off of your next rental. So thank you. iPhoto rentals, uh, for continuing to support this podcast. Not a whole lot to update you guys on this week. I mean, we're still just kind of finishing up the last of our editing work um, and we're just kind of preparing for what's coming up. We have weddings coming up in January. Uh, Right now, we're just kind of enjoying uh, a little bit of a break from editing in general. Uh, December just started and, you know, we're taking the time to just kind of hang out with some family, hang out here at home, and of course, prepare for Christmas, doing our Christmas shoppings and those kinds of things. So uh, nothing super exciting. I mean, exciting for us, you know, for the holidays. The holidays are fun. We always look forward to Christmas and hanging out with our family. Um, But yeah, we're just kind of enjoying this break. On today's episode, I had the pleasure of sitting down and talking to India Earl. If you don't know who India Earl is, she is a wedding photographer based out of Utah, Salt Lake City, Utah, and she's a traveling wedding photographer. She's also an educator. She's got several online courses uh, that teach you the, the ins and outs of wedding photography. And she also just started a new venture, uh, started a a startup with a partner where they created a new camera harness system, a leather camera harness system, uh, which she went into detail on the podcast, told me all about it. It sounds really cool. Uh, It sounds like a really exciting project. And I had a, and overall, I just had a really great time sitting down with her and talking about how she started her business and how she got into the industry and uh, talking about some of the things that she was working on now. So without any further ado, I give you India Earl. 
Thanks again for coming on to the podcast and uh, letting, me, letting me talk to you and kind of pick your brain about uh, what you do. Uh, I've been following your work. You have amazing work, and I love how open you are about uh, your education and teaching others and all the stuff that, that you offer. So uh, I kind of just wanted to get on and talk to you about what you do. Um, I did do a little bit of research, and um, I love how you decided to start your own business. Uh, so if you can give us just a little background on how you got started as a, as a wedding photographer. Yeah, so... <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of like a long winded story, but <laughs> basically I like got into photography when I was 14. My mom gave me like a DSLR camera because yeah. before that I just had like, I would steal her little point and shoot and then go set it up and do like self portraits of myself, yeah. like with a 10 second timer running back and forth. It's <laughs> just a weird, weird kid. And Anyway, so yeah, I remember like taking my first photo with that DSLR and being like, oh my gosh, the background is blurry. I'm an artist. <laughs> and I'm super stoked. <laughs> and um, yeah, so I kept doing like lots of self portraits. Um, that was like back in the days of like Flickr and doing like 365 projects where yeah. you like take a photo a day. And that's like basically how I learned. And I would do like really extensive like um, surrealism photoshopping, yeah. which is like way different than what I do now but it taught me like a ton about editing and things like that and then I started shooting like my friends senior photos and like their families and like babies and kids and stuff like that and I just started really liking it and I also just really didn't want to get a job as a teenager <laughs> in the little time that I worked because like yeah. the best option was McDonald's so um yeah so then I had my cousin she was getting married and she asked me to do her photos and I kind of was like okay like I'm 16 and you're trusting me to do your wedding photos maybe <laughs> not the best idea but yeah. I'll <laughs> and um yeah and that's kind of just how it started I remember yeah. taking like their engagement photos and stuff like that and I just instantly fell in love with it and like had so much fun with it and then one led wedding led to another and to another and another and another and then, like, by the time I was 18, I was specializing in just weddings only. Yeah. And then... So, you, I, you got to this point all before you were 18? Yeah. I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like when I tell people this story, they're like, wow, so young, yeah. so ambitious. And, like, it wasn't like that at all. Like, I wasn't, like, intentionally, like, doing this to create a business at all. Oh, I was okay. just people would just come to me and be like, Hey, do you want to shoot my wedding or whatever? And I'd be like, sure, $200. And then it would yeah. be great. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it wasn't like I had a big plan or anything like that. I was okay. just kind of like taking whatever came my way and just saying yes to a bunch of stuff. So, yeah. yeah. But I like that. you. I like that you had the drive to like totally go all in with it regardless. You know, I mean, it seems like you knew, uh, you had the right path. Like you were going, you, you had something going there. So you, you kind of went and rolled with it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then like after, yeah, like I guess after high school, <laughs> um, I still had like no intention of really like being a photographer. Mm -hmm. Um, I was like, I'm going to go to college and I actually was going to try and get a degree in nutrition, which is like really funny because I'm the least healthy person. <laughs> <I've ever had. laughs> but, um, yeah, at, at least you know what is nutritious, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, but I mostly just eat a lot of 
freezer food. <laughs> so <laughs> can't be that good. But um, yeah, so I went to college for like two and a half years and I was just one of those people that like switched my major all the time. Mm-hmm. And I tried studying photography actually for like two semesters and I just hated it. I felt like I was wasting my time and money and I just felt like I learned so much more on my own. That was just my learning style. Yeah. And so I was like, I'm just going to drop out. And so I was 19 and um, yeah, I dropped out in like January and then by midsummer I had like my business going like full swing and... I was shooting like tons of weddings that year and I don't know, everything just worked out and I didn't ever go back to school. So that's, that's that. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, did you like enjoy doing weddings specifically or were you also like trying to like find different avenues of photography? Um, no, I like, I just really loved weddings. Like I just instantly clicked with them and had so much fun doing them. Mm -hmm. I loved that like it was so different than doing like I mean the only other thing that I had done was like families and then like my own self portraits yeah and it was really fun to like have something be more of like a documentary style um where I was just like photographing moments that were happening rather than like directing every single thing that is shot and I just really loved that and yeah I, I mean like the first year that I dropped out of college I think I shot 70 weddings which makes me want to barf now yeah. thinking about that, I <laughs> literally go shoot a wedding and then go to bed like go edit and go to bed and wake up and go shoot another wedding oh my god most of them were in the summer but yeah yeah like uh i i was still like happy to do it at the time i didn't mind and yeah. so yeah well it sounds like you were excited to to get into it i uh uh i know that you travel a lot for your weddings too right um yeah. Yeah. So give us a little bit of insight in the world as a like a traveling wedding photographer. Like what are the what are some of the pros and cons? Oh man. <laughs> I feel like I'm the worst person to ask because <laughs> I have actually realized about myself yeah. over the past couple of years that maybe I'm not like someone that loves traveling. Mm-hmm. Like I actually really love just being home and like I don't know, I'm just a homebody. I like being a couch potato and I don't really like being on the go nonstop. Yeah. Um, so like when I first started getting into doing destination weddings, I was just saying yes to everything, which I have no regrets about. I'm really glad that I did that. Yeah. And, um, it was so fun because I got to travel with my husband everywhere. He, um, does wedding videos. And so he would just shoot alongside me for everything. So it's cool. Cause we got to experience like traveling to all these different countries all over the world together, meeting all these amazing people and having incredible experiences with them. Um, And that was really cool. But like we got to the point where we were um, away from home and on the road more than we were actually at home. (laughs) One year we were gone for like 200 days. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's right. That's (laughs) crazy. (laughs) And we were just like, this isn't for us. Like, I, I kind of felt like when I got into wedding photography, like I saw like the industry standard of being successful is to be a destination wedding photographer. And so that's like what I was chasing really hard without yeah. ever like turning to myself and asking like, what is my own idea of success and what is the industry's idea of success and how do those compare and what lines up and what doesn't. And it was kind of a bummer that it took me so long to realize that that's not my idea of success, but I am really like 
really glad that I did everything that I did yeah. because I wouldn't be where I am now without it. And yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. So now my idea of success is completely different than that. And I have pulled back a ton on traveling um, over the past two years just to like, I don't know, chill out, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah. You know, I think it's really important for people to hear that because um, I feel like uh, destination weddings, like, yeah, they are fun. Like you said, you got to travel around the world and see all these amazing places. But at the same time, it's it, it could be a little glamorized, you know, because there's a lot of struggles that come along with it. Like you not being able to spend time at home and uh, be in your normal life. Or I'm sure there's other struggles that come along with it. Just being like in hotels all the time and just being gone basically like you said gone all the time right yeah, yeah. I mean the grass is always greener on the other side mm -hmm. but because I mean even when I'm at home for too long I start to be like get kind of stir crazy of being <laughs> oh I want to go somewhere but then I have to like nail into my brain like no 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 <laughs> like you need to just enjoy like what's in front of you and yeah. like same with traveling now that like I've pulled back so much on traveling when I do actually go on trips I enjoy them so much more yeah. and I'm thinking about like, okay, four more days until I'm home. Um, yeah. so yeah, it's just a lot better relationship with traveling now. So you said you've gone to, uh, you know, all these different places. What is like a location or an, ex or an experience that like stands out that you can tell us about? Ooh, that, I feel like I could talk forever about that. <laughs> um, do you mean like specifically like with the couple that I was with, like shooting their wedding or just, just like anything like, uh, you know, looking back on some of the weddings that you've done, like what, like one or two like places or weddings that immediately come to mind that, you know, might um, be your favorite ones or something like that. I'm sure you've had a ton of great weddings and all that. Right. But yeah. One. Um, yeah. One that I was talking to my husband Jay about earlier today was um, we went to Morocco last year to photograph a anniversary session actually and they ended up inviting us to go on like this entire two-week trip with them which was so cool and there were like some great friends of ours now which is yeah. awesome um but like basically the whole time we were there we were like pooping our brains out because like <laughs> everyone was really sick yeah. and then like we were in like the Sahara desert, like just out in the sand dunes, which was so cool. And we were all like <laughs> in these tents, just like throwing up oh next my to God. each other. Which is the <laughs> thing. But like we, <laughs> and it was funny cause we were all laughing about it at the yeah. same time. Like, we didn't really mind. And then we ended up having to get like a 12 hour cab ride <laughs> from the desert back to Marrakesh to catch a flight. And our taxi driver couldn't speak English and he, it was just me and Jay at that point. Yeah. And like I had to lay down because my stomach hurt so bad because yeah. I was so sick and the taxi driver was so sweet. He was like so worried about us, didn't yeah. speak a lick of English. And so he started driving around to just random people on the side of the road and being like, I think she's pregnant. Like, we need to get to her to a hospital. And like, he thought I was like, I don't know, going to labor or like something like that. Cause he yeah. couldn't understand that I was just sick. Yeah. And he's tried to like drive us to hospitals and stuff. And we kept having to like figure out how to like communicate with him that like, no, just take us to the airport. And it was just <laughs> really funny, but um, it's funny to look back on now. It sucked yeah. in the moment. <laughs> 
Yeah, that must that must be kind of uh, crazy being in a place like that, and then having to, you know you're supposed to be enjoying your like your time there, and then you go yeah. you're having to go through all that. That's that's crazy. Yeah. Um, and then I think our favorite place that we traveled to that we I love I we try and go every single year mm. is uh, New Zealand. Um, nice. A few of our best friends live in Queenstown, which is really awesome because when we go out there, we just stay with them and we stay for like a few weeks and it's just so much fun and it's great because I can be like kind of based there for a minute Mm -hmm. and I have like so many Kiwi friends now from going over there and just like I don't know it's just fun like I we get to go like camping there every time and like canyoneering and climbing and um I don't know it's just like a way different experience of New Zealand rather than like the touristy kind since our friends do live there and like now that I have so many photography uh connections there it's just i don't know it feels like home so that's our like favorite place to travel for sure that's cool you got like a home away from home there that's awesome nice so um so when you did get started with your business you know uh in when you first started doing like your wedding photography what kind of resources did you use to build your business did you like reach out to other photographers take courses what helped you get everything started right well, I mean, I mentioned that I went to, I studied photography, mm-hmm. I guess, yeah. semesters, and I, the only thing I really learned was how to shoot black and white film and how to develop it on my yeah. own, which is really cool, but like, didn't teach me anything about business. I tried studying business for two more semesters and just same thing, like everything that they were teaching was for like really big corporations, not applicable to small businesses. Even like the small business classes I was taking were not helping me at all. Yeah. And I was just like, there's gotta be a better way. I feel like I could learn more just reading books off, you know, from Barnes and Noble or like whatever, any business book. Yeah. And so when I dropped out, I basically just treated YouTube like it was college Yeah. (laughs) and just like, went down black holes of like watching tutorials and things like that on YouTube and like reading books that I can't even remember now. But, um, and I remember I would try and reach out, um, to other photographers for mentoring. And like, I would ask them like, Hey, like, what would you do to like, how do you charge your, like for your work? Like, I don't know how to price myself and things like that. And like, I would basically just get, like ghosted by those people or they would reply being very snarky of like, I worked really hard for that information. I don't want to sell it. Like you're trying to undermine me and steal my business and blah, blah, blah. And it was just a very, very different industry than it is now. Yeah. Um, and so I felt like, I guess pretty alone in that sense. And, um, I just started like experimenting and I felt like that was the best way for me to learn was just to like try something if it didn't work and it messed up then whatever like that's just how it was and I learned and then I would move on. Yeah. Um, yeah. and yeah, I honestly feel like 90% of what I know is just from me doing trial and error stuff yeah. and like if I would have started now now that there's like workshops and mentoring and like online courses and like photography education is such a huge thing now which is so awesome and I think that's why there's so many photographers that get so good so quickly now and I don't know I'm jealous of that I think it's awesome uh what are what are some of the things that you struggled with the most when you first started um probably just not having any sense of community yeah um 
like I said, it was like I'm in Utah yeah. and there's a ton of weddings and wedding photographers here. It's like the most it's the most saturated wedding industry in the United States and it's the cheapest wedding industry. Really? And so, yeah, and so I think actually Maine might have us be on like the cheapest. I think that theirs is like pretty close. <laughs> But like the industry was like very cutthroat, like people didn't really want to be friends. Like you wouldn't like say hi to another photographer. That would be like weird if you like ran into them, like, which is just, I don't know, so different. And that was like before Instagram was big and like, um, before it was easy to connect with like all these different people. And yeah, like, I guess just feeling alone and not having anyone to turn to like with questions or just to like have them understand me. And then, of course, like learning and like trying to grow as mm-hmm. not only an artist, but as a business, that was really hard at the at first. I felt like it took me like three, like, well, yeah, like probably two or three years to really like feel grounded in what I was doing and like I was on the right path with all of it. Yeah. And what's the community like there now? Oh, it's amazing now. Yeah. It's like a complete 360, <laughs> um, which is so cool to see, like. I feel like everyone is so helpful towards one another. There's like so many like support groups online and stuff of like people just helping one another out and educating one another. And I don't know, it's just like so cool. And like now, like a lot of my friends I've met through photography or through Instagram and I don't know, just so different than it was like um, five years ago when I was starting. And you said you're, you're up in Logan. I was in Logan. We moved to Salt Lake last year because I needed to be closer to the airport. And Logan's a really small town, which I love. But yeah, we're in Salt Lake City now. We have some uh, family in uh, Ogden. Oh, you do? I Um, love Ogden. Ogden is like one of the most underrated places in Utah. I got to do some hiking there. It's beautiful over there. Yeah, those mountains are. And it it was so quiet too. Like there's, we didn't see like barely anybody up there. It was pretty nice. That's like one awesome thing about Utah is everything's like really spread out. Yeah. So like it's really easy to like get away from everything and like be alone and be in the mountains and yeah. stuff like that. Also it seemed like right there it was like no matter where you turn, there was a mountain. So <laughs> you guys are like surrounded yeah. by mountains over there. Yeah. When Utah people like go anywhere without mountains, we like don't know which way is north, south. <laughs> like we cannot navigate at all without mountains. <laughs> Uh, so what kinds of tools did you use to, to market yourself when you got started? Um, literally just Instagram and word of mouth. It was, I would say it's more so word of mouth. Like that first year that I got started, there was like one group of girls where they were all each other's bridesmaids and they all got married in the same summer. So I think there was eight of them and all eight of them hired me. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Weird. But, um, pretty awesome. Like I got eight weddings just from like one source. So, um, yeah. And then like their friends would hire me and their friends and like, it was mostly just, yeah, word of mouth, I guess. And like referrals and things like that. And then like, cause at the time my Instagram was just like me posting random selfies of myself. And then also sometimes putting up a photography photo, like work. So it wasn't really any, thing that was businessy at all so i think yeah. it, i think if you scroll back to any of our instagrams they they pretty much look like oh that <laughs> you scroll like really far back in my <laughs> and i you know what i refuse to like delete any of that stuff because right. I, I love seeing the progression you know 
so one of the things that that I love about your work is uh, the connection that I see between your couples. Uh, obviously, like they're in love, but what what do you do to get your clients so comfortable in front of the camera with you? I feel like I just am not trying to put on a front in any way. I'm not trying to like have any expectations of like how they should be. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I'm trying to exceed expectations on their end of like what they think I'm going to be like and what their relationship with the photographer is going to be like and what the entire experience of getting their photos taken is going to be because I feel like everyone has like a preconceived notion of like getting your photo taken sucks mm -hmm. and like really it doesn't because like most of the time when you're getting your photo taken like leading up to like before hiring a professional photographer I guess is like your mom being like look at the camera sweetie smile <laughs> mom, I didn't get it smile and like it just sucks right yeah um <laughs> and so I feel like it's just kind of changing their mindset of like showing that it can actually be like really fun and like laid back and like just really chill yeah. and like they don't need to be staring at me smiling the entire time looking perfect they can yeah. just be messing around being freaking weird asses and goofballs and just having a good time with each other and focusing on one another rather than looking at the camera or yeah. anything like that. so and i think it, it turns more into like a hangout you know uh okay. doing something that they normally wouldn't do obviously being in front of the camera right, <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, where, where do you draw your inspiration from as a photographer? I know it's really cheesy, but I'd probably say Jay, who's <laughs> the person I'm married to. <laughs> um, and I guess just like, I don't know. I feel like I could say a lot of things, but like for sure Jay. And then like, we're really close with all of our friends and mm -hmm. a lot of our friends are couples and just like seeing how they interact with one another and how me and Jay are with one another and like the things that like I would want to remember about our relationship, like down the road, like how I would want a photographer to capture us and like who we are, I guess that's like what I try and convey for other couples. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's why I think that I can connect with them a little bit easier because I'm coming from the same like step in life and yeah, I don't know. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, that's really sweet, actually. I like that. Uh, <laughs> so if uh, if you could go back and talk to yourself when you first started, what is like some advice that you would give yourself? Um, I mean, I feel like everyone would tell themselves that like I feel like I hear this all the time, but like to not compare yourself or like try and emulate anyone else's work, because anytime you're like emulating someone else you just end up becoming a weaker version of them. And it's like the easiest to be the strongest version of yourself, which also very cheesy, but also very, very true in so many aspects of life. And then also to outsource like everything that I possibly can. Yeah. <laughs> I like, I'm finally into the world of like outsourcing all the little things that I'm not great at. And it's made my business so much better. I wish I would have done it sooner. Very cool. No, and I don't think, I mean, as cheesy as it may sound, you know, it's, it's, it, it's like, uh, kind of goes back to like, sometimes, you know, the answers to certain things, but it's always hard to take your own advice. So I think it's important yeah. for other people to like hear someone else say it because then it kind of like clarifies like what they, they might be thinking themselves, you know? So I think that's yeah. really important. Um, I see you're an educator as well. Uh, 
I love that today there's like so many different resources for any artist to go out and find, you know, ways to like to learn their craft. So what made you want to help other photographers and and help them get into their business? (laughs) Um, I don't know. I mean, like for sure, I think something that makes me passionate about it is like just coming from like when I started and not having any help and feeling alone, like I don't want anyone to ever feel like that. Cause it, it really did suck. Um, but like, I kind of just fell into the world of like educating and mentoring and things like that. Um, I started teaching at workshops a couple of years ago and I found that I really liked them that a lot of people connected with like what I wanted to teach and, um, that learning style. And so then I started doing like one-on-one mentoring and I loved that because it was like a lot more personal relationship and that became so busy that now I just don't have the time in my schedule to be able to like mentor all the people that asked me to. And so I'm starting to create online products, um, so that anyone can have like, I guess a virtual mentoring experience with me, which has been really nice because then I can also focus more on being at home with Jay. And then it also gives me like the, I guess, financial flexibility to take the weddings and like the jobs and clients that I really, really want to, that I really connect with. And that's like really great. Cause I feel like it helps me take care of my passion, um, in an incredible way. And like, I don't know, to me, like, if you take care of your passion, like the better your work is going to be and the better your work is, the more you can charge for it. And, um, I don't know. I feel like it's just like this awesome cycle of like building and growing, um, both your creativity and like your business skills. So yeah, that's kind of how I like got into it, I guess. But yeah. And what kind of, what kind of services do you, do you offer? You said you have Um, courses. Yeah, I do like online workshops so people can like, um, just go on and watch them at their own pace and be able to like refer back to them. And it has like, it's kind of like a little miniature college, I guess. (laughs) Um, but yeah, like online courses, uh, like workbooks that like basically give them homework and like guided exercises and then like, um, online guides that people can like read through, refer back to as well. And that are like really in depth about certain subjects. And then, yeah, basically like, once I get enough requests for me to teach on a specific subject, I'll like take everything I know and dump it into a guide or a course. So, yeah. And have you gone out and done like any like live workshops and stuff as well? Um, I have never done my own. I've taught at a lot, um, held by like friends and, um, other people in the industry, but I personally don't think that I would be a good person to put one on so i'm not going to <laughs> you're like i'm too busy it's like, yeah, <laughs> got too I'm much going like, on right now <laughs> yeah and like i do think it would be fun but i'm just not the personality type that can manage that many people being happy at once and mm-hmm. so i'll just stick to what i'm doing right now <laughs> <laughs> so uh i saw you you recently started a, a kickstarter as well right Yes. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about that. I I saw, I looked into it a little bit and it's kind of exciting. So let me uh, tell our listeners about it a little bit. Okay. 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 So it is basically a camera harness that doesn't suck. Um, for like, I feel like probably three years I tried so many different brands of like camera harnesses, um, and straps and just different options and things like that. And I just, I felt like I had so many problems with them that 
like once I would get a new one, it might solve one of those problems, but then new problems would come with it. And I just couldn't find something that like I loved. Um, and my friend Weston, who's like the mastermind behind the harnesses, um, he is a leather worker and he's amazing. He, uh, also does like men's wedding rings that are like really, really sick. Um, but anyways, so I remember seeing like on Etsy and stuff that like people would just make their own and sell like their own leather camera harness design and stuff like that. And so I just told him like, will you just make me one? Like I'll pay you to make me one. I just can't deal with like this back pain and like ripping my hair out all the time and like ruining my clothes. And, um, yeah, I mean just going through the list of problems that I had with the other harnesses and he was like, yeah, I can make one. And so then he started like prototyping it and, I would test it out and then we'd go back and forth. And then I started hearing from a lot of other photographers that they were having the same issues as I was with their harness. And I kind of told that to Weston and he was like, well, let's make a bunch then. Like, let's make this really, really awesome. And then like offer it to everyone. And I was like, okay. And so that was like, yeah, that was like two years ago. And so we've been prototyping since then. And I think he's done over 200 prototypes. Um, that we've tested and everything. So now it's like gotten down to this final one that we like love. I love like it just solves all my problems. So basically like what it is, is it's a leather camera harness. There's um, a dual harness so you can have two cameras on it. And then there's a single harness so you can just put one camera on. And um, there's like a simplified version of each and a very modular version of each. Um, and they can like be constructed or deconstructed down to one another. Um, so you can turn like the single into the double, the double into the single, things like that. Um, the leather is like super duper nice and like sourced from a really great factory that only uses like plant-based things to like treat the leather. So there's no chemicals or anything harsh on them. So it's better for the environment in that way. Um, and then there's no moving parts on it. So it doesn't like pinch your skin or like rip your hair out or suck in your clothing. Um, and then we also kind of like base the design off of backpacking backpacks of how to like distribute the weight evenly across the strongest parts of your body. So instead of like all the weight like falling on your shoulders or the back of your neck, it's across like your entire back. And then we have like these little hip anchors, which are really cool. So you can just like clip the cameras onto like your belt loop or your pants or like a jacket pocket um, or something like that. And it just takes all the weight off of your back. So that's really nice too. Cause then like when you're moving around, the cameras like don't swing around and like bump into each other, bumping to like stuff. I don't know. It's like kind of scary to put like 10 grand worth of gear on your hips and then like have them moving around in places you don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. And I, that's really nice. Cause like on wedding days, like when I'm not shooting with one camera, I just clip it on my hip and then have all that weight on the strongest part of my body rather than on my back. Yeah. So yeah. It sounds like you guys really thought it out. I love the, the belt clip idea because there's so many times where like I get down low to the ground and I, I have to remember that the camera, you know, might hit the ground as well. <laughs> yes, and it happened to me so many times. Like, I there were so many times where I'd be like, oh, I need to, like, go get a lens out of my case or something. I'd lean over and, like, the cameras would just, like, swing in and, like, hit each other super-duper hard. Yep. And I'd be like, oh, that definitely wasn't good for them. <laughs> I hope that they still work. So, 
Luckily, we shoot uh, we shoot Canon, so when when I smack the camera around, I'm not too like I'm not too worried about it. You know, I'm like, okay, yeah. we, we got some more war wounds, but uh, but it'd be <laughs> nice if I didn't have to worry about that as well too. Uh, when are the when are the harnesses going to be available? So the Kickstarter is running until like I think the 12th of December. I should know 12th or 13th of December. Yeah. Um, and that's like a discounted price. And so basically like anyone who backs the Kickstarter right now um, will get that discounted price and they'll receive their harness in the springtime. Um, so just in like a few months and they have to wait just because they're all handmade <laughs> and um, just kind of takes a long time to do yeah. everything handmade rather than by a machine. And it's really important to us that everything has like that quality control of someone creating it by hand and making sure it's not like a one size fits all type of thing. Um, so you can like size it to your body perfectly. So it's comfortable. Um, so yeah, springtime basically. And then once like those have been shipped out, we will have them be available at all times. So if you like go in and make an order, we'll ship it right out. Um, and then like in that meantime between, you know, now and then, uh, pre-ordering will be available as well. Nice. That sounds really cool. Well, I'm excited to see, uh, I mean, like I said, it sounds like you really thought a lot of these things out. So I'm excited to see what a difference those, uh, those camera harnesses are going to make. Uh, India, please tell us where everyone can find you and the Kickstarter online. Oh, yes. So you can find my work at IndiaEarl.com and my educational content at IndiaEarlEducation.com. And then the Kickstarter, if you just Google India Earl Kickstarter, um, it'll come up. So and it's in my stories and in my Instagram, you can find it. So yeah, <laughs> well, I'll have all the links to to everything you just mentioned in, in the show notes below. Uh, but India, thank you so much for your time. It's been a real pleasure talking with you and getting to know you. And, and I really appreciate you coming on here. Oh, well, thank you for having me. And that's it, everybody. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Wedding Photo Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a five-star rating, leave me a review. I think leaving a rating and review makes the podcast more discoverable for others to find. So you'll be helping out the podcast by doing so. Uh, don't forget to check out IA Photo Rentals. They will give you 10% off of your next rental if you mention this podcast. So thanks again, guys, for listening, and we will see you on the next one.